Lacey Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey, Glorious Humanoids, welcome back to the Tangential... <laughs> Did it again. Hey, Glorious Humanoids, welcome back to the tang- Tangentialist podcast with Macy Gage. And let's just dive right in. So yeah, this uh, this episode is uh, episode number 25. Yay, made it to a quarter century. And it's called Season of Illusions, which it's going to need some explaining, which I, I will do shortly. But But one thing I've been thinking is... Are there like classical instruments playing in my head lately? Are those sounds made up? Or wait, are there classical instruments playing in my head or on Google Music? I'm not sure anymore if those magical sounds are real or made up. Why should it matter though? She wonders, going into third person again. (laughs) All right. In the darkness, my body is free. That's the first line to a poem I wrote in high school fundamentally about my sex life. How vapid was I to think sensual things needed to be explained by a teenager? Or about this journal entry or that appointment you forgot to make? Or what was I thinking on this given day? Or what Or what could I possibly have worded uh, differently? Or better, remember to get such and such and, and most of those are the ones that get written down to get to get my mind to stop thinking, stop thinking them. And, and that's what I would just want to talk about right here is some of the, the strategies or, or uh, techniques that I use to, to help me get to sleep. And I, I've got a list of them on one of my one of um, my previous episodes, which I'll, I'll explain uh, just in a second. But is that um, this is one of the techniques that I use to get my mind to, to stop and sort of relax. And that is what the mind is trying to accomplish. It's trying to just stay busy, trying to just keep doing things, trying to just keep occupied. Yeah, what we what we need to stop trying to think we can solve all the problems while we're trying to get to sleep is to realize that we can just write things down to get to get them off our mind. These sort of solutions or or, or things that are that are just keeping us up at night. Um, these are things things that I think of sometimes when I'm trying to sleep. And sleep itself is a difficult activity for those of us with minds that just won't shut off. And this is one of the tactics I use to help myself, to help my mind to relax. I also stretch before bed regularly. And sometimes, sometimes I'll uh, use a heating pad to loosen up any tension in my back. Uh, often I will either have tea or warm water with some lime or even some warm milk. I used to often write thoughts in a notebook by my bedside so that once it was written down, 
that could be attended to the next day. So yeah, warm baths can help, as have uh, reading or, or sort of light meditation when I've just done some sort of isometric stretching. And, and this is where you tighten or flex certain groups of muscles for 10 seconds as you work your way down from the top of your head to your feet. These are a few of uh, my 14 ways to, to get to sleep. That last one, the isometric exercises where you, where you flex for 10 seconds each muscle, <laughs> where you flex each muscle group for 10 seconds. What's great about it is like you're working your way down your body, you know, you're doing your, your, your face, your, uh, your shoulders, your, um, your abs, your, your gluteus maximus, your, you know, and I never even get to my feet before I'm actually asleep. So it really, it really does work. Um, but for the rest of those 14 ways to get to sleep, if anyone is having some insomnia, go to episode number nine, COVID tips while sabotaging future girl bands. This episode is just so happens, like this episode that we're on right now, just so happens to coincide with the anniversary of my trauma. But my trauma is also known as my car crash. And it happened about 25 years ago this May. And I don't want to celebrate it, but I do want to acknowledge it. And I don't want to celebrate it, but I do want to acknowledge it and how it actually saved me. If you've been following me, uh, my podcast, you'll be familiar with the episode number six called Wonderland Made Me Wonderful. And this is, this is sort of a play on words because it's actually an amusement park uh, in Canada, in Ontario. And how can a park do that, right? <laughs> what I was uh, meaning by this title was the fact that I chose to get in that car with Jake and take that nearly fatal trip. And I, I knew, I knew uh, he was bad news and he treated me terribly, yet I went anyway. And to this very day, I still wonder why did I get in that car? What made me make that decision? And rather than destroying any sense of self-confidence I have gained over the years, I put it down to ignorance, teenage angst, and my naivety. It gets to me every time that last one. You would think with years of experience, it would have worn off. But no, it shines its head every now and again, as if I'm still that 15-year-old girl, brand new to everything. Sometimes I think my memory problems keep me this way, because there is sort of no traction to make the memories stick so that they don't happen again. Anyway, <laughs> that's another episode, uh, but Season of Illusions is the title of this episode because I thought it fitting to not remember the anniversary of my trauma in a celebratory way, but as the title describes, Season of Illusions. And this is where I was at at that moment in time. I was high on hormones, youth, inexperience, and the idea that I had a boyfriend who was dangerous, a dealer. He had questionable friends with firearms. And what I didn't realize at that time was 
I was not an adult. I had the illusion that I was, that I could make up my own mind, that I could that I could travel across the country, support myself, get a job, pay bills. I mean, how hard could being, a, being an adult really be? I was hit in the face with how serious having all of those adult responsibilities was at that time. I mean, it was 1995 when I had this road trip that ended up in Vancouver, and this illusion continued even when I was pregnant. Although, in many ways, it brought me back down to earth because I had to decide, was I ready to take care of this child? I had no idea or desire to raise a child. I did what my bio mom had done, giving me up for adoption. However, Jake wasn't going to have any of that. He fought it tooth and nail, and I eventually ended up giving him the child. That's when he passed it off to his mother, So he was kept in the family, and as far as I know, he has had two children of his own right now, and I understand why he doesn't want to know know me. Uh, His mind has been poisoned by his grandmother, and I really don't know what benefit I could bring to his life right now anyway. Closure is a word I have heard often over the years, and I don't know how gratifying it really can be. I mean, I guess it depends how much it has been invested, or how much has been invested into something or someone. And to sort of finally have said closure can bring a sense of finality to it. But I guess it depends on the situation. And for myself, I know that having my head on straight and finding a sense of balance has helped tremendously. What has made it even better over these last few years is recognizing when I need to sort of tweak things just a little bit. And recently I have had a a sort of case of, I guess, what they call hypomania, where things have been just a little bit accelerated and, and I've been spending a little bit more money than usual and been getting... I think uh, last weekend I just got 15 hours in total for three days for sleep. So that wasn't good. So yeah, I've been um, having a bit of hypomania recently. And to sort of combat this, uh, this season of illusions right now, I have been monitoring my sleep and put into practice some tools to ensure that I get as close to eight hours as possible. And this means that I'm going to bed just a little bit earlier, about an hour. And I'm meditating a little bit more. And I'm even using bigger pieces of the strips of the chocolate mint uh, melatonin that I, that I take pretty frequently to, to help me get to sleep faster. Uh, I, t- I took less, took a lot less before because I found that they made me really lethargic uh, the following day. So I used to take just these tiny little squares, but now I'm taking about half of them. So that's making it that much easier for me to fall asleep, sort of clearing my mind and, and just just making it that that much easier to just to just yeah relax my mind enough to to finally get to sleep and stay asleep. Although I can't really say that because I have been waking up at like seven, which that's why I'm going to bed a little bit earlier so that I can make sure I get in that eight hours. 
because to factor in that getting waking up earlier and I'm limiting my alcohol consumption and as, and also my my caffeine intake I'm making sure I'm having not sometimes not even a cup of coffee but if I am I'm having decaf uh, and I'm also monitoring my shopping making sure any large purchases are discussed with my partner first before I place the, uh, the transaction. Oh yeah, I haven't even uh, told you who my mystery partner is. And that's in the next episode, episode number 26 called Stonehenge Stories and Possibilities. Remember to like, share, and comment on this Tangentalist podcast. You can do that at h ttp colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com backslash tangentalist that's t-a-n-g-e-n-t-a-l-i-s-t with a capital t thank you glorious humanoids for tuning in and i'll see you next time And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentalist. (laughs) 